Now on Radio Italia Uno. It's time for Happy Business Radio with Peter Salerno. An hour where we have lots of fun with very interesting guests. We talk about how to start, build, and increase your business. Right now, on Radio Italia Uno, 87.6 FM. Yes, hello, hello, hello. Good afternoon, good morning, and good night. And the reason why we say good morning, good afternoon, and good night is because we are lucky enough to have people all over the world now listening to our program. We've got people in at least 20 or plus 20 countries listening to us. Thank you, guys. Thank you for listening. And we've got people at different universities around the world that are studying business. We have people studying all sorts of things, write to us and ask us questions. And then we have a lot of people who are doing their startups and are running their businesses and say, oh, that's all right. It works in Australia. It wouldn't work here. And it's really funny because I really want to thank the people that sent me emails during the week. And last week I got this email from somebody that was just saying that very same thing. It said, oh, look, that might work over there. It would never work here. And they sent me an email probably about Three months ago, I think I mentioned it to Ron, that a couple of people had been listening to something and they said when they heard it on the podcast, they went back, listened to it again and said, oh, maybe we could try it here. And they tried it. And the fact is, I also talked about network marketing and how important people who start in network marketing who are learning it for the first time, they always think it's about the product and the network marketing Every one of those businesses, it's never about the product. It's always about the business and the program, how they get paid, how they step by step and how it works. And this guy said, oh, no, it's all rubbish and sent me an email actually questioning everything I said about it and what we were talking about. And then when he listened to our podcast, he rang me to apologize. And I was really surprised. I got a WhatsApp call from somebody I didn't even know. And I thought, what the heck's this? And and he'd found me on WhatsApp and, and sent me a, a message and then uh, talked to me and said, because of the podcast, he really appreciates what we're doing. And like the, the chaps that we had from overseas as well, uh, who get to listen to it in their time zone, and they thought it was really fantastic. So thank you, guys. I really appreciate every call that I get and every message. And like I say, I keep trying to send messages back. I always try and answer And if I don't, it's just because I just haven't not received your messages. So please contact me again or send me another message. But I certainly will contact everybody back. And uh, again, I want to say thank you to our sponsors. We've got some great sponsors here at Radio Italia Uno. And this month, like right through till Christmas, we're, we're offering really, really good specials on any sort of advertising. So if you guys want to advertise, get in touch with us and we'll do the best we can. Now, of course, our special guest today is Paul. Paul Rawls is a very interesting person. So I'm going to ask him to tell us about the Paul Rawls story. But what's very important, I've been doing laughter and laughter therapy for many, many years, you know, almost or over 30 years now. And there's this project that's been started a few years ago. or About a year ago. About yeah, a year ago. Year. And it's called The Laughter Project. Now, Paul, welcome to Radio Italia Uno and happy business. Thank you, Peter. Thank you very much. Welcome. I'm very happy to be here. Yeah, thank you for coming in. And and I've heard about the Laughter Project and I've, I've seen it before and how you helped the Humour Foundation and that's part of the clown doctors in hospitals and, and that sort of thing. And I was doing that 
years and years ago, even before it was an official party. So, Paul, tell us about your story, because you've got a very, very interesting background in business, as well as all the other things you've been doing. So... Where yeah. would you like to start? Yeah, <laughs> I, I find that I'm, I'm, I'm in a very fortunate position to be able to maybe consider uh, giving back. And giving back is a place where you've had some success and you've learned a lot along the way. And I'm getting to a time in my life where I go, what could I possibly do that, that helps others to grow and become better at business? Mm-hmm. And one of the vehicles that I thought would work for me all my life is the idea of bringing humour and laughter to business. And that's what you're about as well. Oh, yes. And that sort of made me think, just a minute, what what was part of that success for me and what was the vehicle that created that success for me? And I can remember back when I used to go and start the business that I was in, I would become a window cleaner when I was 15. Right. And so I used to go out there and knock on the doors of people's places and say, could I clean the windows for you? And I can remember being happy and smiling about that. (laughs) And... uh, when people leave you, when you leave people with a smile and you're happy about it, the chance of the of, of you picking up the business is so much higher, yes. because people can see someone with a smile on their face and someone that's joyous. And often I found that I was getting better at getting the work than than becoming the cleaner. So I was better at doing the getting than the actual wiping the windows. And so back in those days, back in the eighties, you used to be able to sell a clean a window cleaning round mm-hmm. for about twenty five times what it brought in a week. Wow. So if you could get like $500 worth of window cleaning in, 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 a, in a street or in the, in, the re, re, you know, in the suburbs or whatever and yeah. you had the regular clients, mm-hmm. then 25 times 500 was a bit of money. And I thought, well, this is good. So I ended up creating these little businesses with a little business name, you know, A1 Window Cleaning, and I kept creating up ABC Window Cleaning. And every time I'd build up a little round, I'd then let it go and teach the person how to go and cl- clean the windows. And that was selling goodwill. Mm-hmm. Now, selling goodwill was a little bit different from cleaning windows. Yes. But I got good at creating goodwill. Yes. And uh, now I'm in a business where the company that I helped create is a national company and we mm-hmm. employ over 2,500 people. Wow. So I've been very fortunate to be able to grow through that process. But mm-hmm. the, the distinction that I feel that comes around that is about giving away what you are and being able to share the journey as you're doing it and sharing it in a way where you're joyous yes. and happy. And that's what you're about, this whole idea of well, happy, happy in business. business. Happy business is about looking at, and we say this every week and every time, it's about looking at what you're doing, why you're doing it, how best to do it and how best to do it happily and have happy staff and happy clients and, and keep growing. And what you've just spoken about is a, a very simple process that can happen anywhere in the world. See, and that's why we do have listeners overseas because they hear what we talk about. They hear about my guests. Like I said, it's not this show's not about me. It really isn't. Some people say, "Oh, I talk a lot." Yeah, I do because I want to encourage as many people as I can. I want to promote happiness and joy and happy business to as many people in as many countries as I can. And that's why I ask people to share the podcast, and they have. That's why we are in over 20 countries around the world and cities all over the place. And if somebody can learn what you have done and do it in their district or in their area, it will work. And if if you can do it, they can do it. There's no reason why people can't learn from you. And more importantly, if they want to know more, just send me a message. <laughs> I'll pass them on to you. I'll say, here's Paul's details. Call him, talk to him, email him, do whatever, get the information. And I know that you're the sort of person that loves to share 
your knowledge. And, and all our guests that come on are here because they want to share the knowledge. So when you started these cleaning rounds, let's just ask you, how hard was that for you? Well, it's an interesting challenge when it's something cold calling. You know, the mm-hmm. whole, whole idea of you're approaching someone who doesn't know you're going to be there. Yeah. And that's a cold call. So it takes a bit of get up and go and a bit of belief in yourself mm-hmm. to go and actually communicate. But of course, the first and greatest way of maybe getting your message across is word of mouth. And we know about yes. the word of mouth story. Now, word of mouth works well, but you need to actually ask the customer for the business. Yes. And if you don't ask the customer for the business, you're not going to get it. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you think, oh, maybe the customer won't want to hear that. Well, if you could leave the customer with the idea that you are happy to say hello. Mm-hmm. I remember very often I would uh, communicate with people when I was out uh, trying to get work in the cleaning company I am. I've got there, it's, uh, back then it's called Academy. And um, I went to the botanical gardens and I met a lady there who was looking for the cleaning of the botanical gardens. That's the big building there and the, the, the toilet areas. Nice little job. And I got there and we were talking together about her job. And I just put the information that I had aside and said, let's talk about what you do and how your day goes and, and what interests you. And we walked around the botanical gardens for a good hour and a half chatting about her life and chatting about the beautiful gardens that we were looking at and I was supposed to be there obviously to look at the cleaning mm-hmm. and at the end of the conversation she said oh we haven't talked about the cleaning I said oh that doesn't matter we've met each other and that was lovely we can talk about the cleaning another day mm-hmm. so a week later I gave her a call and I said look I've, I've, I've looked I've thought what it might be but you know I'm not sure what your budget constraints are could you share with me what your constraints are? And she said, look, Paul, it was lovely to meet you and I'm sure I'd love you to come and work for us, but I can tell you exactly what our budget is and if you could come to that, then I'd be happy to do the business with you. Mm-hmm. So it was about building rapport. Yes, yes. And building rapport firstly and being more interested in the person and being more interested in sharing rather than just going, oh, I know what you need, I know what you should have and this is how great I am. People don't really want to hear yeah. about that. They want to hear about who you to, are, yeah, who you are, and <laughs> and then the ability to listen mm-hmm. to the person of who they are, yep. and then be interested in the sharing of the journey, but always leave the person with a feeling of heightened joy because yep. joy is what it's about. If we could think that every moment that we had to to leave someone with a smile, it's such a lovely place to be, and it, and why shouldn't we be? do that it's just a blessing to be able to say hey let's have thing a in the world it, is it's smile. so much it's so simple <laughs> yeah. you know i was thinking about why we smile at babies you know yeah. the, the idea that the smiling to the baby is that we might get a smile back yeah. and the baby doesn't know why but the baby sees a smile and the smile comes back yeah i, d- I went for a walk this morning and uh, i saw this uh, there was this little dog that's coat that always barks at me as i walk past i live on the beach at tennyson and I was walking past and the little dog just has this little bark. He's quite old. He's a, he's a, he looks about oh, 10 or 12. But he's a territorial little fella. Yeah. And so I just, and I always say good day to him as I walk past. But this time I decided to put a big smile on my face. Mm-hmm. And so as I looked at him, I looked fair at this little doggy and, and I put a big smile on my face. And the dog just stopped barking and turned his head on the side and looked at me and said, <laughs> what? what? what the? Couldn't, couldn't work it out. I thought that's so beautiful because here he is not really realizing that a smile does a, goes a long way even to a little doggy so, yeah. yeah so that's a part of why I started the laughter project and, and and it's about sharing and giving back and you know the whole idea like you said to raise to raise money for the laughter the humor foundation yep. the humor foundation I think is a worthy one because you know I've seen I've been to hospital myself as a child 
I've seen children in hospital. It's a pretty, it can certainly be a pretty depressing place. When sickness arises in someone's life, there's not a lot of of joy in that. But when the child is there, just a moment of laughter can, it can be really healing. It can be emotionally healing. It can be physically healing. And it can just brighten up the day for that child. It can help the parents as as much as the child. So much. It can relieve tension uh, on the doctors and it can leave, especially the nurses and everybody around actually gets relieved when somebody smiles. And if the if the patient smiles, then everybody smiles. Yes. Because everybody's there concerned and anxious and about the, the patient. And when the patient turns around and gives you a smile, then everybody goes, wow. We're getting somewhere. Yeah, yeah it's just, it <laughs> it's just, it's, it's simple, but it's so powerful. I have been to hospitals so many times to, to do the very same thing. I can remember when I first started, I was quite young. I was quite young and I used to go into the hospitals and say hello to people. And a couple of my friends were in Rotary Clubs and Lions Clubs and they said to me, we really need somebody to come in and cheer these clowns up because I used to do magic and clowning and stuff. So would you come in? And I said, yeah, because they were having a fun day at the Flinders Medical Centre and also at the Children's Hospital. And I used to go in there and just clown around. And long before I even knew about clown doctors and long before clown doctors were ever thought of in Australia, this was like years and years and years ago, and I used to go regularly to Flinders and especially Children's Hospital. And a couple of the doctors there that I knew became quite personal with them. They asked me to go in on special occasions to go in. And it was really interesting to see how those people were affected. Beautiful. That's just a, just shows you what sort of calibre of person you are to go and share, <laughs> well, share the joy that yeah. you have and, and, and also the skill you have. But when you well, leave, we'll, when you we'll leave, with, when you leave people with a smile, you can't beat that, can you? Well, we'll come back and talk about the laughter clubs and and that sort of thing oh, next, good. all right? Okay, I look so we're going to have to take a break and say thank you to all our sponsors. So we'll come back straight after this. Thank you. Radio Italia Uno is inviting you to our very special once a year gala night on Saturday evening, the twenty eighth of August, at the Marquee Club in Paradise. Tickets are $70, which includes a magnificent four-course meal, entertainment by Mumbo Italiano, and a spectacular floor show. Radio Italia Uno prides itself on inclusivity, warmth, friendship, and community. And what better way to celebrate than to attend this annual event? Simply call the station to book at 8212-3177. Radio Italia Uno's Gala Night, August the 28th. The surprises never end. Looking for a new coffee machine for your home or workplace? Look no further than Fine Choice Coffee Solutions, your experts in all things coffee. Why not come in for a chat and a special coffee tasting? You'll find us at 264 Gilbert Street in the city. Mention Radio Italia Uno and you will receive a free 250 gram bag of freshly roasted coffee beans. You can also shop online at www.fccoffee.com.au where you'll find our large range of premium roasted coffee beans, coffee machines, accessories, hot chocolates, teas and lots, lots more. I'm Danielle from Fine Choice Coffee Solutions, your one-stop shop for all things caffeine. Anna Faruja of Chapel Funerals. My role as a funeral director is to guide you through the emotional process of saying goodbye to someone you love. 
I'm here to help you make all the necessary arrangements so that you and your family may have peace of mind and time to remember and celebrate the life of the person you've lost. When the time comes, I'm here for you. So please call me, Anna Faruja, at Chapel Funerals on 81825100. Hi, this is David Heath and I'm excited to be bringing my program Soundtrack of Your Life to Radio Italia Uno. Join me Friday nights at 7 for interesting guests, some great music and plenty of fun. It's the best way to kick off the weekend. Soundtrack of Your Life, Friday nights from 7 until 9 on Radio Italia Uno 87.6 FM. Ti piace la musica? Hai voglia di metterti in gioco? Entusiasmo e personalità non ti mancano? Radio Italia 1 sta cercando te. Chiama l'82 123177 e anche tu avrai la possibilità di entrare a far parte del nostro team. Radio Italia 1, diamo voce alla tua voce. Radio Italia 1 You're listening to Peter Salerno on Happy Business Radio on Radio Italia Uno, 87.6 FM. Yes, thank you. And thank you, of course, to all our sponsors. And please, like I always say, support the people who support us. And we are very happy to say thank you to all our sponsors. And here at Radio Italia Uno and on Happy Business Radio, we're always looking to help our sponsors grow their business and so if you have a service or a product or a business you want to promote please get in touch with us here at Radio Italia Uno ask for me or one of the staff here I'm more than happy to help you with your advertising thank you again to all our sponsors and anything that you've got to promote let us know we'll help you now of course our special guest is Paul Paul Rouse and Paul now let me get that right is it Rouse Rouse or how do you pronounce it? Well, it's a it's a it's a funny one because uh, there's not many of us around in the spelling that I have. I'm an R O W S E, and uh, that's an unusual. Most of the Rouse is R O U S E, and it's a it is a bit Welsh Cornish, and, and you know I've, I've done my I've done my saliva test, yeah. <laughs> and and uh, we're we're a Broken Hill bunch. We're bro- okay. from Broken Hill, and my my father Welsh then, yeah, <laughs> Cornish Cornish Welsh, Welsh. Yeah, my father uh, from to Broken Hill. <laughs> my father was born in Peterborough. Yep. And I was back in Peterborough just three weeks ago and my grandfather, Melville, he was obviously there and I walked into the bar at the Railway Hotel mm-hmm. and I, uh, I, was, I was there with my beautiful wife and we stayed there the night because I was doing a little bit of a go back and see where I come from type journey. Mm-hmm. And I met this man who was 76, little old man, and I said, look, my grandmother used to work here as the as the cook. And she goes, oh, he said, what's her name? And I said, her name was Hilda. She's not with us anymore, but Hilda Rouse. And he goes, oh, yes, I, I remember Hilda. I said, how would you remember Hilda? And she said, oh, I was only 16. Yeah. And I said, oh, I, said I, I was working at the railways with your grandpa. I said, no, you weren't. He goes, yeah. He said, I took the shift that he had the night he died. Oh, I'm there. Really? I've just come here. Yeah. <laughs> and you're telling me that you took the shift of my grandpa the night he died because I went to see him at the graveside. He was only 62. Mm-hmm. And he said, yeah, I did, I did. And he said, it's, so, it's a funny thing. He said, do you know he died in the bath? I said, did he die in the bath? I went, I remember that story. Yes, yes, he had a heart attack in the bath with a bottle in his hand. I said, well, that's <laughs> grandpa for you. 
<laughs> and yeah. blow me down if he didn't remind me that my father was the train robber. So my d- oh. my father robbed the train uh, oh. from Peterborough. End up ended up spending a couple of years in Yatla for robbing the train when he was eighteen. Oh wow! So I was a bit I was a bit scarred by the the whole journey. But yeah. my my dad come out of uh, out of jail and and ended up going to Wyla and meeting my mum. And he was a person who wanted to change his life and get on with it. And mm-hmm. after he had that experience. And so he met my mother, and my mother was a Salvation Army devotee at that ah, time. Fair enough. And so there was a big shift mm-hmm. of the way of being around what it was to be from jail. And then to obviously I was three when my mother and father come to Adelaide. Mm. So my father was a good example to me in business because he was always having a go. Yep. Yeah, he started a business in Adelaide once called The Kennel, which was a hot dog business. He had five hot dog shops called The Kennel back in the 90s or 80s, late 80s, and that was that was an interesting journey, and that you know he he had some success there, and he had success in other in other businesses, and he 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 made he he was the first person who really got into a bit of cleaning because he he had a business called Tony Rouse Maintenance, oh, <laughs> and uh, I started cleaning mm-hmm. uh, when I was thirteen with him, and in the, even in the city here we used to clean the Theosophical Society there on oh, yes. on King William Street and quite a number of, of businesses around Adelaide. So on the weekends I'd get paid five dollars an hour from Dad and out, go out there and clean. So that's how I started to learn how to window clean and how to understand what it could be to be. As something as basic as cleaning, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was able to learn from that at a very young age. Well, it's interesting because the, the, the next question I had or leading to was most of us learn from a very early age what to do or what not to do and we have mentors around us and they're either good mentors or bad mentors. So obviously your father is an excellent example because, look, I said, when he was younger, he obviously had some bad mentors. Yeah, well, you could they, say so. They yeah. led him astray. Yeah. I mean, you know, you, you don't just become a train robber. No. You know what I mean? No. It was somebody led him that way mm. and then he was a gang leader. <laughs> either way, he either became the gang leader or somebody led him that way. Mm. And when he came out of prison, he realised that that's not where he wanted to be, changed and found the right person to uh, put him on track and help him and then, the, say, the religious side of life uh, helped him to start other businesses. Yeah. What other mentors did you have? Because a lot of the people listening to this don't really realise that they have mentors without knowing that they have mentors. Yes, yes, that's true. I I think that what happened is I met people along the way and I had a good friend who we formed a, a very close friendship together with my good friend, Glenn Brown. Glenn Brown is the guy that I'm in business with now and we're still in business so we've been in business together for some 46 years so we wow. we've been a long time working together putting up with each other and that's been that's been <laughs> that's been quite a struggle at times but at the end of the day you've got to be grateful for the idea that you can learn from each other mm-hmm. so he learned from me and I learned from him and we were yin and yang we were opposites yep. The opposites often are, the, are what's required to get things happening. And so I always refer that to back to the old jigsaw puzzle. When the two pieces come together and they connect, they're quite different. But when they connect together, suddenly there's that's something the that's happening and yep. they, they piece together. Yep. So he was he was quiet and I was extroverted and he was perfectionist, detailed, yep. and I was sure be right, mate. Yep. So <laughs> the old shoot me right, mate, was the attitude. But I was the communicator of the business, yes. so I'd go out there and communicate. So learning from from that and how to communicate was reading a lot of books. So mm-hmm. I read a lot of books about how to do it and also would watch people a lot. So I, I used to look at people and say, how do they do it and see how why, why they were valu- valuable and why they were good. And there was a gentleman called Graham Pratt. Graham Pratt was a 
yeah. lovely man who was uh, running the Sap for Forester uh, business here in Adelaide. Mm-hmm. And he helped me a lot because I went there and, and, oh, and talked to him and, and he was a wonderful example of a man who really stuck to his word. I and that was yeah, yeah, he was a man who really I looked up to as a businessman and mm-hmm. someone who you could trust. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's good because that's what we're talking about here on Happy Business. We, we ask people to look at who their mentors are and pick the right mentors for you. If you want to start a business or you're running a business and you say, if I started the business today, what would I do different? Mm. That's the question I always ask as well. Mm. So what would you do different? Now that the COVID has hit and affected everybody in the world and some businesses a lot more than others, but others, the ones that survive and will survive are the ones that adjust quickly Mm. and then adjust back or move backwards and forwards as you need to move. It's like watching a torrent of water when when you get a, a mudslide uh, coming down the side of a hill, I was watching something on television that just happened in Japan. There's this huge mudslide and houses just going everywhere. This thing, as it's going, it's taking everything in its path. Nothing escaped, going down and that's it. Took the path of least resistance, but just kept going. And people can't get away from that. But when they come away from that, then they've got to say, how can we rebuild? Where would I do it again? Would I build a house back there again? Do I have to move on higher ground? Do I have to rear adjust do I have to put bigger foundations whatever it is and business is exactly the same and that's why I noticed that you even though you had been running business for a long time you went and did an MBA yes that was a that was an interesting that, for those that don't know that's a, a masters of business administration yeah, yeah. master of business administration yeah. yeah I actually employed a young man Mark Hoffman from McDonald's in Rundle Mall Mark had a relationship with my th- third wife's daughter wasn't my daughter, but I've been lucky enough to be married four times. So oh. my third wife's daughter, Mark Hoffman, a beautiful man. He's to, he's now the CEO of SYC in yes. Adelaide here. So I met Mark when he was 19. Mm-hmm. By the time he was 21, I said, look, come over and work for me. I'll teach you to be the operations manager and, and I'll give you my car and I'll pay you $1,000 a year more than you're being paid from McDonald's. So I stole him because <laughs> um, <laughs> he was well-trained and McDonald's trained people well. I did work for McDonald's myself as a, as a assistant manager and then managed a store in Harney Street during my period of window cleaning. So I went and learnt from McDonald's, so mm-hmm. that was a good experience. But anyway, I, I saw Mark and I said, Mark, so Mark ended up becoming the number one person at Academy, which is now named Service FM. So Mark stayed with us for a good 11, 12 years. But the experience that he brought and the youthfulness and the energy that he brought, mm-hmm. it was it was good. You know, you had, you had already been running several oh, different yes, businesses, this is a, the and MBA. then you went then you went back and you did the MBA. Yeah. What was it that made you want to go and do that? Because a lot of people are in business and they think I know it all or my mentor's helping me. Yeah. This is where I get back to the story. We went to the butterfly ball. I went to the butterfly ball and it was raising money. Mm-hmm. For good charities. Good, good charities. Yes. So on, I, I looked at this piece of paper and said education for, it was an MBA education for the starting of doing an MBA mm-hmm. and it was it was called the Gibberan Group back then and it was $1,000 worth of education right. to start off. And I said, okay, so I bid $100 mm-hmm. to say I'll buy that $1,000 worth of education, thinking in my mind that I'll buy that for Mark because yeah. Mark could do well to, to go down that road and learn a bit more about, about business mm-hmm. and that would assist him. Then I went back to the silent auction. Mm-hmm. It went up to 150 <laughs> so yeah. as it does. So then I claimed $200 yeah. and I said, well, I won it, didn't I? So yeah. $200. And a lovely lady named Priya who was from the Gibran Group, Priya rang me and she said, oh, let's have a coffee, Paul. And I said, oh, thanks. So I went and had a coffee with, mm-hmm. with Priya. 
and she explained to me that it was the it was the start of an MBA program and that you could buy this MBA program at that stage for the very special price of $14,000 and then you can become, you know, a master in but you have to, you know, qualify. Yep. I said, look, that's great. I said, I've got young Mark, who I think would qualify very well, and he might like to do that over the next three or four years, and I'll go and approach Mark with this proposition. And she looked at me and she said, what about you? And I said, well, what about me? She said, well, what do you know? What What do you know? And I said, well, I don't need to know anymore. Don't I know at all? She yeah. said, no, you don't. I said, well, I, I, I know I don't, but that's a, that's a very, very interesting idea for me to get a degree. And I thought, I was 44 at the time. And she said, look, Paul, you've already qualified because you've already done what you've done. So you, there, is, there is no problem with that. But have you ever thought there's theory about what you do? Hmm. And I thought, theory about what I do? Well, probably there is, but I can't define me yeah. in my role. And, sh- and I still probably can't in many ways because I'm so diverse. <laughs> but see, that's the, that's the beauty of what you do. And when I met you... I said, this this is the sort of person you are, I can see. It's like having a, a person who, I, I give a metaphor, is like a person who runs out and explores a path uh, somewhere and then all of a sudden behind him, the surveyor comes on and puts in all the pegs. Yeah, that's a bit you know, like it is. You, yes. you are the explorer. Yes, yes, you know, I am. You're the interpret explorer that goes out into the jungle chopping a path through the, the wild and then behind you the surveyor comes and puts in all the pegs and, and then behind him all the people come and put the roads. Well, you're absolutely and, right. And that's what you are and we need more of you. I hope, I always hope to and look for people to support what I can see is the vision. Yeah. But I also recognise that there are a lot of people who assist me who are much more cleverer and defined and have a higher level of understanding than I can or will yep. around particular areas. Yes. I am visionary and the MBA did help me incredibly to see more clearly and clarify more clearly where my strengths were mm-hmm. because I was getting myself a little bit confused about my identity uh, and the MBA really cr- crystallised my understanding of myself a lot. Yeah, oh good. So the other thing I, I remember hearing a lot of different people say, a real smart person employs somebody who is smarter than them? Yeah, that's me, <laughs> and that's, that's what me. has to happen. Sometimes you don't you don't have to be that smart, but you need no. somebody. And um, you know, there's a lot of stories about people saying, "Oh, you're the big boss here. You should know all these answers and whatever." And the reporter's there, and he says, "Look, look, son." He said to the reporter, "You tell me what you want to know." He said, "I'll just pick up that phone." And he said, "I'll find an answer within five minutes." And he said, <laughs> "Picks up the phone and says, John, bring Mark and Bill in with you now." Puts the phone down, and in 30 seconds, John, Mark and Bill were in there and he said to the reporter, okay, what do you want to know? They'll tell you. Tell them. <laughs> I don't have to know. I no, know who knows. Right. You've got to okay. know the people who know. We'll come back mm. straight after this and we'll thank you very much and Thanks, we'll be, thank you to all our sponsors. Yo. Ciao. Armando Paradiso from Unique Stone. Delivering quality stone tops to South Australia for over 20 years. Granite. Marble, Caesar Stone, Unique Stone, Granito, Marmo, Caesar Stone, Unique Stone. Thinking stone bench tops to your kitchen, bathroom, or furniture? Unique Stone at Jacobson Crescent, Holden Hill. Call us now, 8266-2280. Unique Stone, we won't be beaten. Come on, che stai facendo? Yo, chiama adesso. O'Brien Electrical Adelaide, your local electrical electrician. Service and responsiveness for locally owned and operated businesses, their priority. 
263 Sturt Street in the city, right alongside of Radio Italia Uno. Give them a call and speak with their friendly staff. Their number, 1300 051 482. Lo sapevi che l'82% delle persone richiama più facilmente il nome di un'azienda vedendolo scritto su carta che in una pubblicità sui social media? Continua a valorizzare i metodi più tradizionali, toccare e tenere nelle proprie mani biglietti da visita, calendari promozionali, cataloghi. Maria Studio Printing è il tuo partner creativo di stampa e di marketing ideale. Si occupano di graphic design, sviluppo web, gestione di stampa, routing CNC e 3D carving, fotografia commerciale e riprese, offrendo consegne nello stesso giorno o entro tre giorni lavorativi. Maria Studio Printing può portare alla luce i tuoi progetti e crescere la tua impresa è facile. Per saperne di più, chiama l'8352-1268. Join me, Ron Fiedler and Karen Fiedler each Saturday morning from 9 to 10am for Talking Real Estate. Your guide to real estate in Adelaide and South Australia. We'll bring you the latest local real estate news, interviews, tips and advice from property experts. Plus, report on the Italian property market and let you know about the week's open homes and upcoming auctions. And don't forget, I'll be bringing you my open home of the week. On Radio Italia Uno, 87.6 FM, Talking Real Estate, every Saturday morning from 9 till 10am. Be in the know with Adelaide's local real estate show. Radio Italia Uno, sito internet www.italiauno.com.au Seguici anche sulla nostra pagina Facebook e Instagram. Radio Italia 1 You're listening to Peter Saluno on Happy Business Radio on Radio Italia Uno 87.6 FM Okay, thank you very much and thank you again to all our sponsors and please support the people that support us and if you have a service or a product that you want to advertise Please get in touch with us. Let us know because we have some great specials at the moment. We are really trying to help Adelaide-based businesses to really get out of COVID as fast as possible and get all our listeners to come and do shopping at your venues. Now, one of the ones that we'd like to thank, especially, we've just had a new studio desk put in and A-Class Kitchens at 2 Hawker Road, Burton. So thank you to Vito and Ross. Thank you very much for that. A1 Kitchen, ladies and gentlemen, check them out. If you're thinking of kitchens or any cupboards or whatever, give them a call, check them out at 2 Hawker Street, Burton. And, of course, our special guest today is Paul... Get it right now, it's Rouse. Rouse. I said Rouse before. Yeah, sort a couple of. of times, sort of. But it's Paul Rouse, and it's really interesting because what you've been talking about is what we talk about every week. But what's more importantly, it's like Ron said as well before, when we talk about things, people say, oh, yeah, that's good, that's good, yeah, I, I like that, or I like that. But then all of a sudden, they hear it on the podcast and they think, oh, that's what I should be doing. And Ron was a good example of that. We had Graham Corns on and we were talking about Corns, how he, he started playing football and what he learnt and all his coaches and his mentors and then how he took the Crows to top team and all that sort of stuff. And he is a very good businessman and he was a great coach, although he's very very, much so. very meek and mild. But mm. when you look underneath, like, you know, I've known him for a long time, but uh, I really appreciate how smart he really is in business and product knowledge he has and the, the way he, he works with people. And then that's what I say. The more we can talk about those sort of things, the more other people can learn from it. And it doesn't matter what country you're in, it doesn't matter what city you're in or what village you're in, People can learn from other people. 
And the more you learn from other people, that's what this is all about. And so it's not about me, it's about the, my guest. So today it's about you. And the one thing that I do admire about you is you have become a very successful businessman. You've been successful in several different businesses and you've shared some great ideas today of how anybody can start a business and grow simply by knocking on doors and asking, can I clean your window? <laughs> you know, it's as simple as that. And you've also giving back to the community, giving back to the world, if you like. So tell us more about that. And you've started this laughter project. And that was about five years ago you started that? Oh, well, no, I, I, you started I, I, first, I first went uh, looking at the, at the way that laughter is helpful and in my own journey, dealing with some of the mental stresses that I knew that I was going through and understanding why laughter and how laughter could help us and help me and help the people around me in the organisation I was in. I was saying that how simple is laughter and why does laughter work? And so I did some exploration of how smiling and laughter can help us actually feel better mm. and, and we can face the day with a much better attitude around ourselves and the people that we meet and that's a way of being uh, positive and being aware that we can have choices around that. So choosing choosing to smile and choosing to laugh. We could look at the red light and swear at it or we could look at the red light and have a laugh and say, look, you know, the light is red, however, yeah. it'll go green and we can move on. Yeah. So the idea that interests me, I went and did some spirit festivals down at uh, Mullumbimby. I went to Mullumbimby three times and did the Spirit Festival each time because I was exploring mm-hmm. new ways of being and new ways of thinking. And I did a laughter session over there mm-hmm. and we were doing all sorts of funny things. And I know that you, Peter, <laughs> did some funny things in laughter. You know, yeah. we yeah. used to lie on the ground and, and, you know, I did some rhythmic dancing and mm-hmm. we'd all... Uh, when it was you very, allow yourself to do these things, yeah. it's in, it's so in, invigorating and so... Rejuvenating or rejuvenating, mm. and it, you start back. to you start to look at yourself in a different light. In that we tend to be very busy in our own idea of ourselves, mm-hmm. and we're needing to get our perceptions from ourselves of ourselves from others. Mm. So the way that we become our survival selves at work, mm-hmm. often we can turn ourselves into people that are quite away from the freedom of, mm-hmm. of being. And then when you go to these festivals, they're quite interesting because they're challenging Yes, because just to smile be- and to laugh because you choose to or just to start to dance because the music's playing. Yeah. Give yourself uh, permission to have fun. Give, give yourself permission to have fun. <laughs> yes. Now, wh- wh- there is a lot of constraints around that because people would think, oh, are you being silly? Or well, why are you doing that? And what's the reason? Do you, do, you need, do you need to have something to laugh at? And I think sometimes we can walk around going, I wish people would make me laugh more, mm. but the idea that you can, cho- you can choose that from within <laughs> and start laughing, yeah. and maybe where laughter can be is the place of encouraging other people to laugh. And so is that what the Laughter Project is all about? That's exactly what the Laughter Project is about. It's about coming to starting your day at the office and smiling at the first person you see when you walk in the door. Mm-hmm. And if you're the one that gives the smile away and then you get the smile back, do you know what I define that as? It's a feeling of goodness and good in within you. Yes. Because you feel good because you've created a smile in another. And when you feel good, the chances that that person who is smiling then smiling to someone else, yep. then off it goes and the whole culture of the business that you're in is first thing we do is we smile. Yeah. Now, it's often that you might hear about complaint and people say, oh, you know what happened? them 
the person cut me off on the road, you know, Johnny mm. Johnny broke a shoelace. The first thing you, re- you you might read in the paper or in the morning is that there's been some accidents. car accidents <laughs> and there's been there's it's been always bad news. there's been an earthquake and the yeah. and the war's not over. Yeah. So if you start your morning with that and yep. you come to work, you're not necessarily going to approach the day in the most you know, positive, positive way, right. and the the idea that we could choose maybe to to look at us look at life a little differently and to have a smile first. The first person to smile that is yourself. So I've uh, practiced this, and this is something my father used to uh, teach me. He called it mirror medicine. Ah, so good. mirror medicine is what do you see when you look in the mirror, and uh, that's been that's been with me all my life. So when I look in the mirror, he says now. What do you see? Do you see someone frowning back <laughs> at you with complaint mm-hmm. or do you see someone that's going to get out there and have a go and put a smile on their dial? Yep. So I say, no, I'm going to smile. And then the first person I'm going to meet today, I'm going to smile with. And so when I smile and I have a genuine smile, not a fake smile, but a genuine smile. Yep. And sometimes, and it, I'll just say that because sometimes the first person you see is the person in the mirror. Yes, that's And if right. that person in the mirror is not your best friend, <laughs> oh, you're, in trouble. You're, you're in trouble for the rest of the day. <laughs> that's right. So the, the idea that uh, that's something that can encourage a, a place of good business and mm. good culture within the business. Yep. And if you're the leader of the business and you, you're walking in the room and you're there to complain or whinge or to, or to, to look for what was wrong, mm-hmm. then people are going to go, oh, I don't feel comfortable. But if you go in there and say, look, we're part of the solution and we're empowering each other to get to the solution – and we're happy in that journey, and we're well, going to be. You there's know, lots and lots of research done in way, way back in the past, and it's re- repeated years and years again that happy people are more productive. Most definitely, happy people have less sick days. Happy people have better morals, and the whole atmosphere at work and the whole culture at work is better because of all the happy people they're working with. When you're working with somebody who's frowning or upset or, like I said, comes in and go, woe is me, that's the worst thing that can happen to any company. Mm, so mm. The, the Laughter Project goes into companies and tries to... Well, this is, this is an attempt by me to, yeah. to corporatise that, that technology that I, learned, that I learned over there in Malambimbi, and I've been to India. I went and uh, did some laughter over there. So I, I explored the ways of doing it, <laughs> and I obviously got a lot of help from David Cronin, who is the teacher yes. who taught me more about laughter and, and how, how it works. So I thought, how do I commercialise it? And this just come about automatically because I was having a chat to a man named Paul Brock, who was uh, the CEO of Kerry Training, and I said, look... I can walk into a room and make people laugh within about three minutes. And he goes, no, you can't. And I said, yes, I can. I, d- I know how to make people yeah. laugh. He says, that's not true. He says, he said, that's a bit of bull. And I said, no, in three minutes, I can have a whole room laughing. Yep. He said, will you do that for me, Paul? He said, how much would you charge? Because I've got a few people in the organisation now who are a bit miserable and they've got yeah. their, you know, they're a bit down and they just see you know, the whole COVID thing. And I thought, well, he said, it'd be great if, they, if you could come in and, and, and teach them some laughter. And so I went and did that and took some film of it. Yes, I saw that on, your, on the net. Yeah, and yep. it really, I really resonated with me that it worked. Okay, so, so if anybody wants to have a look at that, look at The Laughter Project. Yep. And it's on the, on the net. You can find it. It's called The Laughter Project, and you can read all about Paul. You can read about The Laughter Project. We're, we're going to have to take a break now. Thanks, we'll come straight back. But also, just before we t- go to the break, we're going to listen to Matt's motivational or inspirational stories. So we'll come straight back after this. Now it's time for a mentoring session with Happy Business Radio. Every week we bring you a little motivational story to uh, just to motivate you and make you inspire. And this week we've asked Matt to do the story. So Matt, over to you. 
In the 1972 Olympics, Mark Spitz won his fifth gold medal. After he won his fifth gold medal, he went to his coach and he said, Coach, I can't swim the last two events. His coach said, why? What's the matter, Mark? Why? Do you have a fever? He touched his forehead. Did you sprain your ankle? Why can't you swim the last two events? And Mark Spitz said, Coach, I might lose. Those are my weakest events. You know, I, I, I could get a silver or a bronze or maybe not even place. I, I mean, I want to go out on top. I want to go out a winner. See, in 1968, in the Mexico Olympics, Mark Spitz was expected to win several gold medals. He even bragged he would win six, but he only won two, and those were in relays. In 68, he even lost two events that he had the world record in. His coach said, Mark, this is the Olympics. You've been training for this for eight years. This is a culmination of your life's work. You have to try. Mark Spett said, nah, coach, I uh, can't do it. Then the coach tried a different tack. He said, Mark, the team is counting on you. You need to do it. You need to try. You need to do your best for the team. Mark Spitz said, Coach, I, uh, I just can't do it. And then the coach tried another different tactic. He said, Mark, you are representing the United States of America. Your entire country is watching. You're representing the U.S. in front of the whole world. You have to do it for your country. He said, Coach, I don't think I can do it. So his coach got a, started to get angry. He said, Mark, you're swimming. Mark said, no, I'm not. Coach said, yes, you are. He said, no, I'm not. He said, yes, you are. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. No, I'm not. And they got louder and louder and louder and almost came to shoving each other. Finally, the coach in exasperation said, Mark, after I watched you win your fifth gold medal yesterday, I was in awe. I thought, my God, how good can somebody really be at something? You know what, Mark? I guess we'll never find out. And then he left. And of course, Mark Spitz felt terrible. He swam the last two races and won two more gold medals. Seven gold medals, which, has never been, which was never done in swimming up until that time. And it took another 36 years for someone else to accomplish the same feat. And a lot of us are like Mark Spitz. We let our fear of failure stopping us from reaching our full potential. We let our fear stop us from trying. And there are two kinds of people listening to this podcast right now. There's the kind of people that let fear stop them from reaching their potential, that let fear stop them from being happy, that let fear stop them from making the world a better place. And then there are those of us that try and find out how great we can be. They do not let fear stop us. The question is, which one are you at elders insurance adelaide east our mission is to provide outstanding service and superior coverage to each and every one of our clients with over 30 years of experience we treat every client with mutual respect and understanding 
will listen carefully to your specific needs and requirements in order to develop insurance solutions with a level of service and coverage you can't find anywhere else. Elders Insurance Adelaide East is a family-owned and run business with Italian tradition which is built on honesty, integrity and trust. Make an appointment today and go and see Tony and the team at Elders Insurance Adelaide East, 54 to 56 Kensington Road, Rose Park or telephone 8364 9477. We're an authorised representative of Elders Insurance, underwriting agency, Proprietary Limited, Elders Insurance, underwritten by QBE Insurance, Australia Limited. Have you heard of podcasts? Podcasts are like having a personal radio station that people can listen to on demand about topics they are interested in. And now thanks to Podcast City, you can record your own podcast and have your own on-demand radio show. You can use our professional recording equipment at the studios of Radio Italia Uno or Podcast City can come to your location with our mobile studio. Podcast City can just record your audio or work with you to plan, record, edit and distribute your podcast to your audience. If you would like to find out more and receive a free podcast startup checklist or book a time to record your podcast, Call Radio Italia Uno on 8212317 or go to podcastcity.com.au. Podcast City. Podcasting the easy way. Hi, I'm Matt McQuinley. Join me each Monday evening from 6 to 7 p.m. for Change the World with Matt McQuinley on Radio Italia Uno. We focus on changing the world for the better by taking personal responsibility, destroying victim philosophy, canceling cancel culture, and by discussing as well as listening to each other on topics like leadership, cultural trends, beliefs, business, history, world events, and more. Change the world with Matt McQuinley on Radio Italia Uno, 87.6 FM. Vuoi promuovere la tua attività? Vuoi aumentare il tuo volume di affari? Non sai a chi rivolgerti? Chiama Radio Italia 1. Il nostro staff commerciale è a disposizione per ogni informazione o preventivo personalizzato. Chiama all'82123177. Radio Italia 1. E anche tu sarai un numero 1. Radio Italia 1. You're listening to Peter Saluno on Happy Business Radio on Radio Italia Uno, 87.6 FM. Yes, thank you very much and thank you for staying with us and thank you for listening. Of course, I can't thank our special guest enough. It's been a real pleasure having you in here today, Paul. Um, thank you, Peter. Yeah, no, it's been really great. And, and of course, you know, as I've always said, I've been doing laughter and laughter therapy for over 30 years now. And I'm always interested in hearing more from other people who are doing the same thing or sharing the news. And laughter is the best medicine. And every country in the world have a similar saying. And they always tell me when I've traveled around the world and worked in other countries, uh, presented or whatever, they all say the same thing. They just don't laugh enough. And... People get grumpier and grumpier. You know, I, I was disappointed in a way, but they made a movie oh, 25, 30 years ago called Grumpy Old Men, Yep. right? It was a really good movie. It was so damn good and so damn popular, they made a second movie that called it Grumpier Old Men. <laughs> you know, and unfortunately, people do get grumpier and grumpier and grumpier. And not enough people think of how to get happier and happier. And Paul, you said it as well, and I say it regularly, it's really up to you. 
The mm. only person that can make you happy is you. Mm. You've got to know that you want to be happy, then you've got to look at how to be happy. We, you mentioned about traffic in the morning and stuff like that. I find that if I'm stuck somewhere going down a highway, as soon as I see a car trying to pull in, people get upset and they, they creep up so that the person can't come in. I, in a way, I sort of slow down to let them in mm. and I wave so them in, you know, I wave mm. them in like this. The person goes, oh, you know, waves back and gets into the traffic. Mm. What I've noticed just about every time, three, four, five, six streets down further, they stop and let somebody in. Yep, yeah. You know, it. and I've found that lots, time and time again. So I'm saying by me letting one person into the traffic, and it's going to make that much difference to my time where I'm going, even if I'm running late. But what I do find is down the road further, they'll let somebody in and then they've made somebody else happy. And that's what this is all about. Yeah, it's about responsibility, Peter. Responsibility for your own joy and happiness. And the place of where it actually is, is giving it away. And that, that's a funny way of looking at it. But if you give it away, if you if you make someone else happy, then that makes you happy. It makes you feel good. It makes them feel good. Yes. It's about giving. Yeah. It's not just about wanting to be happy. It's about taking responsibility. And the responsibility is our, of, of our own happiness is firstly with us. Yeah. As you said, Peter, it's coming from a place within. So once that within happiness happens and then we share the within happiness mm -hmm. and another person then has got happy because you've helped create that happiness, yeah. that brings back a feel-good feeling for you, a feel-good feeling for them, and then we can move forward in the day with a much more heightened and positive outlook. It's just a beautiful technology. And yeah, the Laughter Project is something that I am proud to have be part of. And what I wanted to talk about is the, is the possibility that maybe if we could find people who would like to have a workshop... They go, workshop goes for about 45 minutes. I've got a special deal that I might like to offer to you, the listeners today. I've got a young man, Marcel, a beautiful young man, 20, 22 years of age, who's a professional videographer. And he's a, he's a lovely fellow. Now, he's done the videos for me so far. And when I've gone and created a video and given it back to the clients that I've, that I've done the Laughter Project with... They've kept that video and spread it, spread it around the country and spread it around their own offices and the, each, each person has had their little corporate video of them Good. laughing. Excellent. And that's something that I'd like to offer any new client today is free of charge, part of, part, of the, yep. part of the whole thing. But on top of what they get if they were to take on the Laughter Project is they get a little corporate video that they can have forever. Yeah, excellent uh, idea. Them. Excellent yeah. idea. Well, look, like I keep saying, you know, it's not about me. It's about my special guest. And I've been doing laughter and laughter therapy for a long time. A lot of my listeners know that I've written a book called Laugh With Me. It's available through different places or give me a call and I'll send it to you. But this laughter project, I think, is a great idea. It's part of the laughter clubs and laughter yoga. You can look them up on, on the thing. But if you look up The Laughter Project, it's started here in Adelaide in South Australia by Paul Rouse and you've got three or four other people that's on the program there and please give me a call, let me know and I'll pass on the information and like I keep saying and Ron reminds me to say it as well, <laughs> if I can't help you, I know exactly who can and that's what this is all about and like I say, pick your mentors and don't forget, keep changing them, pick a coach, keep changing them. A coach will take you to a certain level and the next coach will take you to the next level. So if you want to go to the next level in your life, give me a call. I'll put you in touch with somebody. Paul, a real pleasure having you here today. We'll have you back again soon talking about other things that you're doing and any corporation out there looking to have a happy day at work 
and keep your staff happy, give us a call and we'll put you in touch. Oh, I'd like to come back with you, Peter, and we we'll do some actual laughing. That would be funny. Well, we, we should do it. We, we could, we we, could do it. We, we could do a 15 that. minute of laughter. Yeah, we have done that before. <laughs> we, we had a whole lot of comedians in here earlier in the year and during November, which is Mental Health Month, we had a whole lot of comedians every every day during November or you know every program during November. Last year, we had uh, comedians coming in and people laughing. <sighs> During the beginning of COVID, we had people telling us jokes at the beginning of the show and at the end of the show. So it was really I, I could imagine people listening to your show and you see them laughing in their cars. <laughs> and they would say, what are those people laughing at? And they go, they're listening, they're listening to Peter. Okay. Listen, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for listening. Until next time, I look forward to talking to you next Monday. Thank you or on your podcast. Thanks to Ron from Podcast City. Thanks, Ron. Thank you, Paul. Cheers. Thank you, Peter. Bye-bye. You have been listening to Happy Business Radio with Peter Salerno. Catch our show every Monday from 2 to 3 p.m. on Radio Italia Uno, 87.6 FM.